This is Horsepower Happenings. Tear up the body panel, fine. You know, you can bend those. You could have destroyed the whole race car, if not worse. I don't have any problem racing each other and trading paint and moving people. I mean, that's it's a short track bull ring. This right. is not Daytona. From the MCRP studios in the Motor City. But I do know also one thing. By the time I'm his age, I'll have more than 100 wins, and I promise you that. With Zach Heiser. Fager leads him down on the bottom side of the racetrack. Moyer trying to make something happen on the top shelf. Big run. He'll cross over now down the back straightaway into turn number three. Moyer puts the binders on Fager nearly on the bike. And Rich Frank. Any progress, Zach, that they made on the last stop, they ruined on this one. So now they're really trying to get this thing off the ground. From the Motor City Racing Promotion Studios. Hey, guys, this is Ford Hodge. This is three-time Dirt Car UMP National Champion, Rusty Schlink. This is Bobby Santos. This is Travis Stemler. This is Travis Braden. This is Andrew Shai. David Melky. Josh Fry. Ryan Rule. And this is Horsepower Happenings. to Horsepower Happenings on a soggy, wet, rainy, nasty Monday, but we're excited. Our adrenaline's through the roof. We're jacked up. Why? Stay tuned to find out because there's a lot of good things going on all of a sudden in the motorsports world. We'll get into it all coming up in just a moment, but right now let's take a look at some things that are happening in a Motor City Minute. It appears as though Myrtle Beach Speedway has enjoyed its final season of racing when the 2020 season concludes, or in August, whichever comes later, the property will be rezoned for potential sale for development, marking the end of a historic run for Myrtle Beach Speedway. NASCAR officials confirmed a half dozen lug nut penalties on Monday afternoon stemming from the Real Heroes 400 from Darlington. The most severe was to Eric Jones crew chief, Chris Gale, who will be suspended from the next Cup Series event on Wednesday and pay $20,000 in fines. Also pegged were Kevin Harvick, the race winner, Denny Hamlin, Joey Logano, Matt Kenseth, and Christopher Bell all also received lug nut penalties. CRA powered by Jenks officials have announced that the ARCA CRA Super Series event scheduled at Flat Rock Speedway on Saturday, June 20th will not take place. Anderson Speedway officials have decided to use the June 20th date to reschedule the ARCA CRA Super Series event that was postponed from May 16th. That event, an excellent opportunity for competitors to get laps at Anderson prior to the July 13th Redbud 400. Those things and so much more happening on this Monday evening. And when we say so much more, we mean so much more. Good evening. Welcome in. I'm Zach Heiser. Rich France joins me from the social distancing MCRP studios in Flat Rock. Uh, good evening, Rich France. How are you? Feeling a lot better this evening than I was this morning, Zachariah. Yes, and the reason is because, well, we'll just let you hear why, and then we'll break it down coming up. We're going to start off with breaking news this evening from Merritt Speedway and Tri-City Motor Speedway. Here's a clip uh, that we're going to play pretty much in its entirety from Mike Blackmere, the promoter and owner of Tri-City Motor Speedway and Merritt Speedway. He joined us via Facebook Live earlier this afternoon with some exciting news. How you doing, everybody? Um, we got some news. Um, we really actually had the news before the governor came on, but um, we are going to do our best to open Merritt Speedway this weekend. Um, so I'm excited to announce that. Um, we, we got a lot of work to do between now and uh, this weekend, and we will be racing both uh, right now, Saturday and Sunday possibly might do something on Friday 
Um, but right now with all this rain, uh, we're going to have to have a couple of days to get the track ready and all that. So anyways, um, I'm excited. I'm a little, I think my employee over there thinks I'm a little too much excited, but I'm excited because um, earlier this morning, I called the prosecutor. They loved the, uh, the, the, the deal that I put together, how many people I can have and um, all that. So uh, anyways, so I, I'm pretty excited about what's going on. Now I got to put a schedule together. We are going to have to follow the, the distance of, of each other. Um, there is going to be some rules that we will be um, having as far as, you know, the drivers and you won't, no quads, no bikes, no nothing. You have to stay in your pits. Um, we're going to, um, like I say, I got to figure out the schedule yet. Uh, like I say, right now I can announce that late models for sure are going to be, be uh, Saturday and Sunday. I don't know about Friday yet, but Saturday and Sunday for sure, late models will be both. Again, we're going to be able to sell half the tickets. And we're going to be able to sell uh, half, the, half, the, half the pits. Nobody's pit stall is saved. Uh, like you say, we're going to have rules when you come in. When you drive in for your drivers, you're going to drive in, stay in your vehicle until we can tell you to come in the line to get your pit pass. You'll be coming as a team to get your pit pass. We will park you. Um, you guys, nobody's spot. I, I know I'm going to hear it already. I paid for this spot. Guess what? I'm sorry. We'll deal with that later. Let's be excited that we're racing. And the state of Michigan, state police, sheriff department, and prosecutor in my area is letting me race. So, but I have guidelines that we I have to follow, and I'm going to need you guys as racers and fans follow those guidelines for, for this to be successful. So, um, I can't tell you how excited I am. The weather's supposed to be okay. A little bit of rain on Saturday, but you know I think we'll all we'll all enjoy it. Um, uh, like I say, I can't announce anything for Friday yet because we got it. We got to get the track prepped and ready to go. I'd like to do, down like a little practice or something, but uh, right now I can't. Uh, so this is for Mayor Speedway only um, that we are allowed to do this. Um, I'm I'm just excited. I can't tell you how excited I'm on. I could stay on here for a half hour. Um, I, I can't even sit down. That's how excited I am. Now I gotta get get, get you know concession stands. We're gonna be doing different. The concession stands are gonna be using the windows. Uh, you won't be able to go inside anymore because you guys can't, you know, can't touch beer. I mean, uh, touch food, uh, ketchup packets, uh, mustard packets. A lot of things are gonna change. So work with us, fans. Work with us. Uh, there's going to be rules. We all got to go by, but I'm excited. Um, so we're looking at Saturday and Sunday for this weekend. Um, I, I, I cannot have half capacity in the stands, Roger. I'm sorry. Um, I, I made a deal with the, uh, with, with the, uh, um, uh, with the, uh, prosecutor and all that. Uh, so we cannot have that a thousand people is all we can have in in the bleachers 1000 so after a thousand i have to cut off um wear your mask you know um uh, i think you should um uh, our employees will be and uh so um i hope you all do that i could go on and on again you won't be able to go from the pits 
to the uh, bleachers, nobody. Once you're in the pits, you're in the pits. Once you're in the bleachers, you're in the bleachers. No golf carts. No, 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 um, anything like that. No, no, no quads. No nothing. We, we got to, besides me, I'm going to have a golf cart. I think you guys all know that. You guys probably can guess what color it is either. Um, so, um, I'm excited. And I think uh, you guys are. Um, we're racing. Memorial Weekend. Um, I don't have any more to say right now. I'm just really excited. And uh, I hope you guys all are too. Um, God's, God is great. And um, so I'm excited. Um, things are starting to change. And uh, it's been a, been a rough few months. And uh, remember, if you don't follow the rules, I have no choice but to ask you to leave. So just please follow the rules and make it safe for everybody so we don't get in trouble. we got to be safe. We're going to be safe. So when you come in, I'm just just remind you, what, when, if you, whatever division you are, you do not get out of your vehicle until we tell you to get out of the vehicle. Uh, I'm talking racers at this point, okay? And we will not, in racers, you're going to have to be there by a certain time as well because we got to deal with the fans coming in later, so I can't deal with both at the same time. So if you're a person that's usually like getting there at 6, six o'clock, 6 to 7, I'm going to tell you right now, I probably will not take any cars after 6 o'clock. You'll have to turn around because of this virus thing. We, we got to do it all right. I got to make sure, uh, mostly being the first night, that uh, uh, Doreen doesn't get too, you know, um, over you know you know it's a first night's always a hard one so all right i'm out of here i gotta get out of here i'll just keep talking you guys i hope you're as happy as i am um we'll see you and rich uh to finish up there as mike said we hope that you're as happy as i am um i'm ecstatic uh you know i'm i'm ecstatic that mike is able to Open Air at Speedway as part of the uh, of Governor Gretchen Whitmer's uh, new announcement today that says that those counties or those regions rather in northern Michigan can open up. And thankfully for us, it included a racetrack that, that we enjoy going to. Exactly. And, and I'm and I'm happy for Mike and his team. You know, um, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, you know, we know that what he's trying to do is going to be difficult. He's not doing this because because it's easy. Uh, he's doing this because he loves the sport and he wants to get back racing. And you could, I mean, not only just what he said, you could hear the excitement in his voice. He probably should have waited another hour, calm down before he went on <laughs> and, uh, and took an extra breath so he could kind of explain it. But he, you know, this is a great thing uh, for the state and, and all eyes are going to be on him to be honest, Zach. Yeah, uh, no, he's going to have to do it. going to be watching to see how this goes. No, he's going to have to do it as, as well as he can. Uh, just like when we talked about those mich or those uh, dirt tracks that were getting started out west, everybody's going to be watching him and his crew to make sure that they can do this correctly, uh, especially in a state like Michigan where we are so locked down right now in comparison to the rest of the country, uh, which really is unmatched to other, any other state other than maybe New York. Um, so he's going to have to be very careful. He and his crew are going to have to be very diligent about what they're doing. Again, a, a refresh, 1,000 fans allowed in the grandstands and uh, as of right now 80 cars allowed pit side with a total of five individuals per car so that would be a driver and four crew member allowed per entry um, and then uh, so as we heard Saturday 
is uh, going to be a uh, full show. Sunday's going to be its own separate full show. So Saturday night we'll have late models uh, for $1,500 to win. Dirt car UMP modifieds. Pro stocks, four and six cylinders make up the Saturday night show. B modifieds will also be in attendance. And then Sunday, late models scheduled the race for $2,000 to win. B mods, factory stocks, and UMP modifieds, as well as four and six cylinders scheduled to be on the slate for that one as well. Uh, now, Rich, we should also say that Mike was very upfront and honest, and he said these details as far as the classes and the amount of money that might be paid out have a very strong possibility of changing as uh, right before we went on the air, he said that he had all, over 40 late models and over 40 B mods already registered, which makes up that 80 entries for one night already. So uh, it's going to be a little bit fluid here over the next couple of days as he really nails down these details. Yeah, maybe, you know, and he didn't say anything about it, but maybe uh, to try to let everybody race, he splits them up a little bit on Friday and Saturday, or I mean, on Saturday and Sunday. Um, so at least everybody has the opportunity. Well, uh, obviously, if you're going to have 80 cars and you have 140 cars that want to come race, and that's a problem. Which is the normal for Merritt Speedway. They usually have, uh, you know, well in excess of 100 to 115 entries on a we weekly basis. Um, so it's going to be tough for him as far as that gate goes, but uh, exciting nonetheless that racing returns to northern Michigan. Um, that's a big step that was announced today. Earlier this week, Rich, um, small steps were announced for down here in southern Michigan. Exactly, and, and that, that gives me a little bit of hope, too, Zach, that we're getting somewhere. And Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway officials announced last week that private testing will now be available at both track, tracks beginning tomorrow, May 19th. Uh, testing will only be available in four-hour blocks, so uh, and strict guidelines must be adhered to. The approval for limited private testing provides us an initial phase of activity, commented Ron Drager, owner and promoter of both tracks. The goal with government and healthcare guidance and permission is to then phase into open practice test dates and eventually proposed racing events with a percentage of overall seating capacity allowed in the grandstands, unquote. So um, that is a big step. Obviously the private testing is pay to test uh, but that is the best way to get into it. And we can get it in a little bit. We'll get into more of the discussion on what that means and what is going to be required. Well, and more good news coming out this week. The highly anticipated 2020 season opener for the discount shop towels.com dirt Kings late model tour this coming weekend now features a double header at Mississippi thunder speedway in fountain city, Wisconsin. Uh, again, another state that has said, you know what? We did it. We're open. Let's do this. And uh, racing back in Wisconsin, the Rumble by the River 40 will be held as scheduled on Friday, May 22nd. And night two of the Rumble by the River 40 will be held on Saturday, May 23rd. Both events, $3,000 to win, $400 to start for the 40-lap AIN event. So uh, glad to see our friends in Wisconsin able to get back to the racetrack as well. And Zach, more than nine hours from his Oregon home, Kyle Alberting went to Victory Lane with the Speed Tour Regional Sprint Car Series at Meridian Speedway in Idaho. Alberting's victory came amid no fans and a pay-per-view only race. On, on a lap 22 restart in the 40-lap event, Alberting and uh, Colton Nelson inherited uh, the front row, and Alberting got the whole shot into the corner and going the rest of the way uncontested to take the victory. Alberting picked up $3,500 
for his efforts. Uh, you know, we might learn a little bit early uh, later in the show that uh, Alberting's not going to be the only driver who might consider traveling over nine hours to go to a racetrack or the only individual. Um, yep. we'll, we'll get into it later. We'll get that into it later. True. That is true, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> a field of 31 cars has been set for the Bob Hilbert Sportswear Short Track Super Series, field by Sunoco. Their return to racing on May 21st and 22nd at North Carolina's Tri-County Racetrack. Two nights of racing are planned, including a 35-lap, $3,000-to-win main event on Friday and a 40-lap, $5,000-to-win program on Saturday. A minimum of 24 cars will start each night. That number, Rich, could increase should additional sponsorship money be found. Uh, they could run B-mains if they need to to get that number up if they get some additional financial support. So uh, that's going to be a good one down at Tri-County Racetrack for the Big Block Modifieds. And, Zach, another thing that kind of shocked us uh, last week, really big announcement uh, here in Michigan, and no new information has been provided in last week's announcement, that KBR development is shutting down. The team's closure was announced on its website last week via a statement from Mike Bursley, who thanked those who helped the organization during its time in operation. Uh, prior to the 2020 season, the team announced plans to relocate from Michigan to North Carolina, while also hiring multi-time ARCA champion Frank Kimmel to serve as the team's general manager. Uh, so big news, Zach, and really surprising out of nowhere. Well, and you have to remember, too, that Frank Kimmel and uh, I believe another member of the KBR development organization locked in a lawsuit battle. You have to wonder if that had something to do with the closing of the doors uh, here as the 2020 season already underway. They had a race under their belt already um, before the pandemic broke out. Yeah, it's just uh, I, I didn't see this one coming. It, it came out of nowhere. Uh, you know, they already had a, uh, you know, they, they already had, had had a ride for Andrew Scheid uh, to jump in the in their Jags uh, CRA Jags All Star car. Obviously, that's not going to happen. So I didn't even uh, think about that side of things either about Scheid uh, losing a ride in this whole deal. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, this you know a bad thing all the way around and very surprising. Well, Rich, uh, we've come to the night in the program where it's time for you to air some of your dirty laundry. And uh, that is the Here's the Deal segment this evening on Horsepower Happenings. Uh, what's got you going this uh, this evening? Well, you know what, Zach? I think with all the good news, we should uh, kind of put the dirty laundry to bed for a week. I think we can do that, right? All right. That works for me. I'm all about that. Um, but I, I guess what I want to make, uh, you know, make, make known to everybody um, we, we now have, we see these tracks opening up uh, at different levels in different locations and uh, really to make this successful. So everybody gets to open. We really need to follow these health and safety guidelines. I think it's very important. If you don't think that uh, the governor has her watchdogs on this, you got another thing coming, you know, she does because uh, she would not hesitate to lock this thing back down. If we can't manage to do this correctly. Well, and you have to remember, too, that this is the first sporting event. So, right, NASCAR came back on Sunday as the first major sporting event across the country. Now this is the first sporting event, period, in the state of Michigan. Not bowling, golf, I guess. You know, you put golf in that category, but that's a little bit easier to social distance. Um, so not bowling, not basketball, not baseball, softball, tennis, track, any of that stuff. No, Merritt Speedway and auto racing is the first thing back in the state of Michigan. Um, 
it's it becomes our responsibility. Mike has done with Merritt Speedway what he can do by contacting his local sheriff's department, the Michigan State Police, the prosecuting attorney, the health department. He's done all of that. He has this plan laid out, and he has it approved. Now, Rich, it becomes our responsibility as fans and drivers to make sure that we support him by following this plan to a T. And, and here at Horsepower Happenings, you know, we're here to promote motorsports. So we're going to kind of give you an idea of what to expect uh, if you go to either any of the open tests, either at Flat Rock or Toledo Speedway, or you go to the event uh, up at Merritt this coming weekend, either of the two events. Let's start right away uh, with the Flat Rock and Toledo Speedways. If you, if you have a private test uh, at Flat Rock or Toledo, Six foot social distancing will be mandatory. I think we've heard enough of that. Uh, that should be pretty easy for people to handle. Each person must have a face covering or a mask uh, and hand sanitizer. So make sure when you're loading the car, you load the hands along to go with the fire suit. You get the face mask, uh, the helmet, and the hand sanitizer as well. Which, by the way, and don't forget our friends at One Ethanol. Uh, they're producing hand sanitizer. You can buy it in Ionia at... Uh, at their New View Fuels location. So if you need yep, some hand sanitizer. Because you're probably not going to find it at Walmart or Myers, you know? <laughs> exactly. So get on that early in the week. Don't wait till the last minute uh, because they're they're not going to be uh, flexible on these issues. And then uh, Flat Rock Speedway, which may be a little different. Uh, I don't know uh, what they're going to do up at Merritt, but Flat Rock Speedway, uh, before you enter the Peria, your temperature will be checked by ambulance personnel before you're allowed entry into the pit area and also no on-site food prep. So you can't bring your own grills. You can't bring your own food. Uh, no cooking out in the pit area. Uh, when you're done with your four-hour session, you are to leave. Uh, you can't hang around for the next group that can do a four-hour session. So th those are just some of the things that the, the Flat Rock and Toledo Speedways are planning on doing for their initial private track rentals. Well, and if you're planning on going up to Merritt, uh, again, these details are fluid as, as Mike works through this situation and as Merritt Speedway staff work through this situation. Here's what we know. Mike is toying with the idea of pre-sale tickets because it is a very long haul for many folks in the state of Michigan. As of right now, as of the time of this broadcast, the answer is no on pre-sale tickets, but you're going to want to stay tuned to Merritt Speedway's Facebook page and their website for more information on that. If you do make the trip and you're planning on being there in attendance, 1,000 fans is the limit. And with that, uh, it, while it may not be required, Mike is, is asking you to please wear your protective mask, bring hand sanitizer, and be prepared to social distance. And these rules are, you're going to be seeing this is very similar across other racing venues. If you come as a family, you can sit together as a family, but social distance from other groups. Likewise, you're going to need to be prepared to see some changes at the concession stand and uh, at other places, uh, you know, including restrooms is a real question mark right now as to whether or not they're going to have public restrooms open um and, and of course a, a porta potty if you will is not going to be a viable option either so there's a question mark there and uh, so really prepare to social distance prepare to wear your face mask prepare to have hand sanitizer on your person no coolers because they have to check those hard coolers. They have to check them, and they can't they can't handle those and touch those. Um, so if you're going to bring anything in from the outside, it's going to need to be in a clear bag. Um, th there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be different. But if you're somebody like me, Rich, and my family, who they used to show up empty pockets and empty hands just to buy a five dollar ticket, and then sit in the grandstands all night, 
this is your this is your cup of tea. <laughs> we never yeah. we never brought coolers and we never brought grills and we never brought you know the whole kit and caboodle. We just showed up, bought a ticket, and watched the races. And if that's your if that's your type of fan, you're on for this weekend at Merritt. You know, and and, and if I gotta bring in the old, uh, you know, the old here's the deal with a little bit of, uh, you know, touchiness, I guess. Uh, we really don't care what your political affiliation is with this or what you believe uh, in this pandemic, whether you believe one way or another, we all know everything that's going around. Uh, please just follow the rules. This is not about winning or losing or convincing anybody else uh, what your opinion is. We really don't care this weekend. We want to have some racing. We'd like to and have everybody that's in the grandstands uh, have a good time. That's the whole point of this. So if you, don't feel you can follow the rules, then you probably don't need to go to the racetrack and, and, and ruin it for everybody else. If you can follow the rules, gosh, have a great time. And, and what a wonderful way to break out 2020. And let's be honest. Is anyone a huge fan of wearing the face masks? No. Did I just put in an order for a new racing themed face mask? You bet your hiney I did because I want to be able to go to Merritt Speedway if I so choose. Um, and am I going to invest in little bottles of hand sanitizer? You bet your hiney I'm going to because... I want to be able to go see racing in the state of Michigan. So, huge fan of it? No. Am I going to put it all aside to go to the racetrack? Absolutely. And you should, too, uh, to get your backsides, track sides coming up this weekend. We have to take a uh, short break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to talk about some racing. Uh, as excited as we are that there's racing in the state of Michigan for the Dirt Boys, the pavement guys, they still got to hitch a ride out to Lebanon, Missouri. But, hey, they get to race. That's very good for them. We're going to talk about those details coming up. Jack Dossie the third, Glenn Lockett on the other side. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Horsepower Happenings. When the call sounds from race control. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. Hey, you know, racers know now more than ever that money should be spent wisely. That's where Hubco comes in. Uh, metal fabrication, that's what they do. Racer-owned and operated, Luke Hubble knows the value of good quality products at a fair price. Right now, 24-inch pit lifts with a hydraulic pump start at just $875. Upgrades are available, too, including powder coating, LED lights, and a waterproof pump case. Uh, not just a case, the cart, the whole thing. It's all available. To place an order, simply find Hubco on Facebook, log on to hubcolifts.com, or call 269-838-0029. This is Barry Marlowe, owner of Motor of Great Lakes Sprint, and you're listening to Horsepower Happening. Well, Rich, it's time to get into our interviews on the night. 
And glad to have back on the program for the first time since uh, early December. Uh, introduce us to our first guest this evening. Yeah, we had a lot of fun, a uh, lot, lot of fun the first time he was on the show. We saw him down at Speed Fest. He goes, when are you going to have me back on? I said, you got to win first, but we haven't raced. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, we, so we brought him back on, makes his home in Indianapolis, Indiana. He's a two-time JEG CRA All-Stars Tour champion and the 2019 Rookie of the Year in the Arca Series Super Series. Jack Dossie III, welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, guys, thanks for having me on. First of all, like we've been doing with everybody, how's the Dossie family? How's everybody down in your neck of the woods? Uh, everybody's pretty good around here. Um, we just been, uh, spending the time off of racing, just, you know, working at both of our businesses and, you know, just trying to stay busy and be safe. Now we got a chance to talk a little bit, uh, down at speed fest. And I know, you know, like Zach said, and, and you would admit you were not police, not pleased at all how that turned out. Um, it, it's gotta be tough sitting for so long now to try to bounce back from something like that. And you just, you just don't have a choice. you got to sit and wait. Yeah, it, it's definitely tough. But um, if anything, it just, you know, keeps the fire burning, knowing that, you know, we didn't have the run that we were looking to have down there. Um, and, you know, in the past, I've ran pretty pretty good um, at Lebanon I-44. So, you know, I'm really looking forward to going there. Um, you know, not saying that I'm glad that they canceled Nashville, but I run better at I-44 than Nashville, I, I think. So um, hopefully we can put together a pretty good run down there and have some fun and, you know, get, get out of Indianapolis and out of the house for a little bit. So the last time that CRA was at Lebanon and I-44, Master of the Pros events, those are big-time events that are that were held there. Um, and this goes back to, obviously, your JEG CRA All-Stars Tour days when you were running for championships. Um, how, how, much, how many of those notes do you think are going to carry over to the Super Series when you head back there? Well, honestly, it's, uh, it's kind of a totally different ballgame because back when we raced there, and I believe it was 2017, um, we ran Hampke race cars, and now we've got uh, Seneca race cars, and um, you've you got to drive a uh, super late model a little bit different than you have to drive a pro late model, so... I mean, there's a lot of different variables, but um, the track reminds me a lot of my hometown track, Anderson Speedway. So um, I, I think we'll be all right there. Um, and of course, you know, Terry Seneca is going to be there with the network of all of his cars. So hopefully we can put something together and have, you know, a pretty strong run come out of the gate here well and that was going to be my next question uh talking with jack dawson the third it, it was going to be you know as you head back to this place new car new chassis uh first time back there in some three years um you know how do you prepare for that sophomore season with the arca CRA super series now points officially start at lebanon there's a lot that goes into this event what are you doing to prepare well i mean i've got the cars as you know as prepared as i feel like i can get them um, you know, I've had almost three months to get them ready. So, uh, you know, I go out in the garage and I tinker with them every night and, you know, I just, you know, there, there's always room for improvement no matter what you're doing. Um, and me and Terry talk, you know, two to three times a week at least on, uh, what we're going to do. And, um, me and Brandon Ernest, we talk quite frequently, uh, with Ernest performance and, um, you know, I think we're going to go down there with a, a really good game plan and um, hopefully hopefully it works out in our favor um, because we're going to go down there with, you know, 
as much preparation as we can, in my opinion. Now, we, like Zach said, we're, we're going to talk to Glenn Luckett here in, in just a little bit. Um, we're going to talk to Glenn about the changes that have to be made on the, on the health and safety side. How is that going to affect you guys? Because uh, it's not just going to be a regular trip to the racetrack, and, and you probably know that. Yeah, I, I haven't really read too much into the details on um, exactly what's going to be different. I know that there's going to be some social distancing um, put into order there. Um you know, so we're going to have to read into that a little bit and um, make sure that we can, you know, fulfill all of the needs of the track and um, the safety officials in Missouri. Um, but it's it's going to be different. You know, it was different the other night watching NASCAR race with with no fans and all the drivers wearing masks and all, all the different things that's going on. It's uh, it, it's definitely a, a weird thing that's going on right now in the world. You know, we got a chance uh, to see via social media that you have had, a, you know, an opportunity to have some fun with your family at a racetrack. We saw a couple of pictures that were posted of uh, what we can only assume was you and your dad hanging out in uh, one of those. It looked like a figure eight modified, if I'm not mistaken, or uh, yeah. a super modified of some sort. What was that like to get back to the track and, and watch your dad behind the wheel? Well, uh, you know. I grew up watching my dad race figure eight at the Indianapolis Speedrome here uh, about 15 minutes from the house. And, um, you know, I've tried it before and it, you know, I was really young when I tried it in the past and I decided I wanted to make my own footprint in the, the oval racing um, side of things. And, you know, in this quarantine deal, I've, I've been putting together him a, a fairly new car and we're going to try and go out there and race some and, you know, it was a lot of fun to, um, you know, not only watch dad, you know, back in, you know, in the rhythm and back in the saddle, but to uh, get in the car myself and, you know, make setup changes and everything as, as I'm the crew chief on that car as well as mine now. So um, it, it's it's very cool and it's something that's like a childhood dream of mine to, to do and work with my dad like that. And we would be remiss, too, if we didn't mention that it was a family affair because a couple of days later you posted the Happy Mother's Day uh, salute to your mom who was there. Kind of looked like she was in charge of tire pressures that weekend. Is that correct? <laughs> yep. Um, you know, it, it doesn't matter uh, what we're racing. Um, everybody's got a job and we're, we're very family oriented. Um, so my mom, she does tire temperatures and tire pressures. And my girlfriend, Kelsey, she does... Uh, all the shock travels and keep track of all the notes and all the different things at the track and make sure that all the crew guys have what they need. And, um, dad just, you know, he fills in wherever he's needed. And, you know, I obviously drive the car and, you know, make what changes I can. And, um, you know, we've got a really good bunch of guys and, you know, it's a lot of fun. You know, I don't look at them as, um, you know, crew members. I look at them as family. Now you were talking about get working, uh, trying to get all, figure out everything could, you could with that uh, number twenty Seneca Motorsports machine. Uh, I saw the entry list, and from what I understand at I forty four, it's going to be a stout entry list. You're going to have guys coming up from the Southern Super Series. You're going to really have a good gauge on how good you got that machine. Yeah, um, I just saw a little bit ago. It looks like uh, Bubba Powers going to be making the trip. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, I heard Matt Wallace is coming up. Uh, Brian Campbell's going down there. 
So, you know, there's a there's a lot of really good competition and really good equipment coming to this race. And, you know, uh, it's just I, I'm really looking forward to getting down there and, uh, you know, seeing what the car's got and, you know, just knocking the rust off of myself and the car. How much do you gauge uh, what you expect to be able to accomplish off of these early season races and the competition that you're up against? And I know that's kind of a two-part question. How do you gauge your season based on early races? And then how do you gauge your season based on the competition that you run against? And so I guess, you know, is there a way you can answer that in in both ways? Uh, Given this is the first race back since January, and it's going to be just as stacked as it was in January down at Speedfest. Um, how well does that give you an idea of how you should be able to compete the rest of the season or what changes you need to make? Well, the, the biggest thing to look at there is, you know, you look at last year and we came out of the gate very strong, in my opinion. You know, we ran in the top 10 at the Rattler and um, came to Anderson Speedway and won the season opener with CRA. And, you know, we just kind of ran into some bad luck last year. So it's kind of hard to, you know, gauge off of the competition that's there because simple part failures and different things like that can happen so frequently. And there's, you know, not very much you can do about it. But, you know, if it's anything like Speedfest, you know, where we ran 100 laps and then had an engine failure, um, you know, I, I just kind of missed a couple of things on setup. And I think the... Um, I'm not going to, you know, look too hard at what happened at Speedfest, but, you know, as far as going to I-44 and, you know, gauging our season off of just, you know, the first couple of races, it's kind of hard to do that because it's just so up in the air and there's so many different variables, you know, anything can happen at any given time. And, you know, it'd be nice to go out and, you know, get a good solid top five finish um, you know, like I said, we won the season opener last year and we, uh, had some kind of bad luck ever since that last year. So maybe, maybe we'll have just a really good smooth season and win some races here. And Jack, we always love having a good time with you when you come on the show, but you got to answer the burning question. Are you crew chief Jack Dossie the third as well in 2020? Yes. Yep. Boy, that uh, was quick. <laughs> <you know. laughs> I, uh, I had so much, I had a lot of fun last year doing, you know, everything that we did. And, um, you know, it wasn't just me making all the calls every time. Um, I had a lot of great help from Brandon Ernest, uh, with Ernest performance and, and Terry Sineker as well. Um, you know, the three of us guys, we work really well together and, you know, honestly, without those two, you know, last season really wouldn't have been possible. And, you know, I still lean on them quite a bit for, you know, questions and everything. But as of right now, that's what we're that's what we're gunning towards. Uh, I'm going to be calling the shots. Well, and, and, you know, we talked about that already last year, how cool that is for you to be able to do both things. Um, Still got to wonder, though, if you chase down any sort of recognition this year, you know, championship or top five or anything like that. Do you get two awards? Do you get a crew chief award and a driver award? I'm not sure if uh, I'm not sure how that works. Um, <laughs> Might have to talk to Glenn and see what you can arrange. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that would work. Um, 
That's a good question, really. <laughs> well, and as we wrap up here, what what are your, and again, everything is so up in the air right now and so strange, but, uh, you know, we feel confident that after we can get things going, that the season will pick up, we'll be able to make some adjustments. What are your ambitions for 2020? What are your realistic goals to be able to accomplish in the ARCA CRE Super Series? Uh, man, I, I really just want to go to the track and run it, you know, run as competitive as I can and keep the car clean and not, you know, tear it up every week and uh, just have fun. You know, I'd, I'd love to win races and, you know, have some good solid top five finishes. And the races I didn't finish last year because of, you know, little parts failures or just certain bad luck, I'd like to, I'd like to finish those races instead this year. And, um, you know, I'm not real sure if we're going to run for points or not because um, that's a, kind of a hard thing. So I'm not real sure what's going to happen as far as points. But, you know, we're going to go to as many races as we can across the country this year, you know, when we get the race. And uh, we're just looking to have as much fun as we can and run competitive at all of them. Well, Jack Dossie the third. it's uh, been a pleasure to chat with you. Um, where can fans follow along with what you're doing? We know uh, it was funny, again, as I went through the uh, the Facebook page today, there was a schedule, then there was a schedule with edits, and then it was like, you know what, we're just going to wait <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and see what becomes of, of everything. But where can folks follow along with you? Uh, you have a website and social media. Yep. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at jackdossie 3 and uh, – you can follow us on Facebook at Jack Dossie Motorsports, and our uh, Facebook, or uh, excuse me, our website is jackdossiemotorsports.com. Um, we try and update it as frequently as we can. And um, previously, I mentioned my girlfriend Kelsey. She she takes care of all the social media and um, all that good stuff. And so she she's got a lot of stuff on her plate to uh, to keep me happy. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like the double roll, right? If you're going to be the girlfriend of a, of a super late model driver, you're going to have to update his website along the way. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, and and uh, write down all of our notes from there, uh, practice sessions. <laughs> there you go. Rely on the notebook for sure. Well, Jack Dawson the third, we appreciate you taking some time to chat with us. Good luck in uh, well at this time about two weekends at I-44 Speedway in Lebanon, Missouri. We hope it goes well for you and uh, that uh, you can get a chance to compete for a win and not be out of the race 100 laps in yeah for sure i i really appreciate you guys having me on and i hope you guys have a great night and stay safe all right thanks jack when we come back we'll get a more in-depth look at that race at i-44 from lebanon missouri coming up when we chat with glenn luckett on the other side don't go anywhere you're listening to horsepower happenings hey you know racers know now more than ever that money should be spent wisely that's where Hubco comes in. Uh, metal fabrication, that's what they do. Racer-owned and operated, Luke Hubble knows the value of good quality products at a fair price. Right now, 24-inch pit lifts with a hydraulic pump start at just $875. Upgrades are available, too, including powder coating, LED lights, and a waterproof pump case. Uh, not just a case, the cart, the whole thing. It's all available. To place an order, simply find Hubco on Facebook, log on to hubcolifts.com, or call 269-838-0029. When the call sounds from race control. Hello, yellow, yellow, bottom of one. Yellow, 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 bottom of one. Top motorsport sanctions rely on the elite team of industry professionals for Motor City Racing Promotions to respond. 
Highly trained men and women in uniform systematically arrive on scene with their advanced fleet of safety vehicles equipped for the toughest jobs. Hours of annual training and practice are executed with precision as the task is rapidly performed in unison. Each official on the MCRP safety team is SFI certified in short track incident response and demonstrates a comprehensive background in motorsports, firefighting, and emergency medical services. It is their own appreciation of this sport and its growing need for professional motorsports rescue that has been the catalyst behind MCRP Safety Team's impeccable portfolio. For more information on Motor City Racing Promotion Safety Team, log on to MotorCityRacing.co and look for the MCRP badge at a track near you. This is Tom Deary and you're listening to Horsepower Happening. Welcome back to Horsepower Happening. Zach Heiser, Rich France with you. And uh, Rich, it's our pleasure to talk to a guy that we usually talk to this year as well, kind of in that January time as the CRA season gets fired up. But we're in that mode again where seasons are firing back up. So we're happy to have him back on the show. Rich, who do we have on tonight? Yeah, always good to talk to this gentleman. He is the series director for Champion Racing Association. Glenn Luckett, welcome back to Horsepower Happenings. Hey, guys, great to be here because it means we're finally going to get to go racing. Yeah, first of all, like we've been asking everybody uh, that we've had on recently, how's the Luckett family and how's everybody doing down at Champion Racing Association? Very good. Everybody's everybody's doing great. Uh, we've been trying to go race. We've had a couple of you know, races we thought we were going to get in. We could try to do a pay-per-view race down at Anderson on uh, May 16th, but all that got halted. So uh, we've just been working with you know, promoters and working with tracks and trying to get going here. And hopefully once we get rolling here in a couple of weeks, we'll, we'll just continue through the rest of the year. Now you guys had a awesome start to 2020. Um, you had an excellent event down at speed fest at Cordell uh, to kick all of it off with two outstanding finishes. Really? Uh, yep. Then, then you guys took your team down to speed weeks and in, in new Smyrna and just did a phenomenal job with that. Uh, and then you get the brakes put on this 2020 season. Um, how, how are you, what have you guys all been doing? I know you've probably been busy readjusting everything, but how have you guys been working through that? Well, I mean, it, it, it's been a hurdle, definitely. I mean, it's the thing about us is we're all in different places. My office is in, in my house in Salem, and RJ's is in his house out in Denver, and Craig's up in Newcastle. So we're all, we all have our areas, which we're used to being separated. So, it really wasn't a whole lot different than what we normally do because we all work kind of social distance anyway. So all that part wasn't bad, but I mean, you get to, you know, March and you know, things are going, you're not going to happen and you start trying to schedule stuff and you, you know, you can only, we tried to keep it on a schedule as long as we could. We tried to keep things as positive as we could, but you know, we kept going and kept getting things pushed back and pushed back and, trying to reschedule stuff with promoters and, you know, and some people were just hesitant to really to do anything until they started racing. Cause nobody really knew when they were going to get to start. Everybody's a little bit different in each state, but things are now starting to get finalized and things are starting to work out. So I think we've got a pretty good idea. We've got a few more races we need to try to reschedule, but we're getting close to pretty much knowing what our schedule is from here on out. 
Champion Racing Association has been at this game for a long time, since the 90s, as a matter of fact. And uh, Glenn Luckett, you've been a major part of the organization for that entire time. Have you ever faced anything like this where you had to take a step back and reevaluate your entire operation right before the season gets underway? No. I mean, we've had some seasons. I mean, last year, you know, we actually lost five of our first eight races to weather and ended up with nine total that we lost, which was actually a record. So, you know, that was difficult, but nothing like this. I mean, this has just been a total halt and kind of a snowball deal. I mean, as you go, you know, things get built up. You know, racers, I'm afraid, are they're going to be a little tighter on money. Tracks are going to be tougher to get, you know, the races worked out. Every, some people are going to be scheduling on top of each other or some of the big races are going to be back-to-back weeks because that's the only place they can put them. So it's it's not just going to stop affecting us when the season starts. It's going to affect us all the way through the season, I, I think. Well, you were fortunate enough to uh, get a chance to take three of your series uh, out to Lebanon, Missouri, coming up here at the end of the month at I-44 Speedway. Talk to me about how that came about, because um, it's been a couple of years since CRA has been to Lebanon uh, and yep. I-44. How did this deal come to be? Well, we, Bob Sargent, he's the, the new promoter down there at Nashville. You know, our, our buddy Scott Midland's down there working for him, and Actually, me and Scott were having a conversation about trying to figure some stuff out because Bob could kind of see the writing on the wall that they just weren't going to get the race in Nashville. Things just weren't happening quick enough. So he made the statement that I want to go. I want to put a race on someplace. So we kind of put our you know, heads together and we came up with the state of Missouri, which was one of the first states to really loosen up. And, and I-44, we had been there before. So we got got Bob, and we got Bob with uh, Brennan Willard, the Willard family, that's who owns the racetrack. And uh, Bob's talked to them and worked out a deal. And actually, they had just did a, a race a couple of weeks ago there at Peevely, where Bob was a partner with Kenny Schrader, and Brennan Willard actually raced in that race. He's actually dirt. I got all dirt stuff now instead of asphalt racing. So him and Bob talked, and they uh, Bob went down the next Monday and looked at the facility, and they made an agreement to, to let you know lease the track and, and move this event there, or most of it. And I think that's so, an important thing, too, that we need to remember, Glenn, is that this is a Track Enterprises event, right, that was originally, yes. as you mentioned, supposed to be held at Nashville Fairground Speedway, but with things that are happening in the state of Tennessee and in Nashville specifically, not able to do that. So how awesome to have Track Enterprises, uh, you know, and, and they are so motivated to get races in wherever they can to be able to pick up CRA yep. and say, we're going to get you somewhere. Well, I mean, we've worked with Bob for years, and Adam Mackey, you know, he's Bob's right-hand man. And those guys, I mean, that's what they do. I mean, last year, I think Adam told me they did like 85 events throughout the Midwest. And, and they, you know, they're used to going to different tracks. They're used to leasing different racetracks. So this was nothing new for them to do. But, you know, it's kind of a reach. They only had a couple of weeks to promote the event. Uh, Brennan Willard is really going out of his way to make things happen, even though it's not his event, but it is, it is at his, his facility and he wants it to be successful. He told me he'd always dreamed of having a, a super series race there. You know, we'd had the Jigs series there for five years with the masters of the pros, but we never just could work out where we could get a super series race there. So he is really pumped to have the super late models back there at that facility. Now, before we get into the specifics, uh, at I-44, I gotta, I gotta tease you and ask you a little bit. I know you and your wife Christy got a big anniversary. Twenty-seven years coming up next week. 
How the heck yep. is she letting you go racing? <laughs> well, that's been the name of the game for, for 25 years or 26 <laughs> years. So she knew when she married me what she was getting into. And, and I've been lucky. There's been a few anniversaries that, that I was, you know, part of. And then I, I wasn't there, obviously. But actually, we were supposed to leave for vacations. And we're supposed to be in Cancun, oh, Mexico no. today. You know, we're supposed to, we're supposed to have left. Uh, we've gotten the cabin. We used to have a lot of races on Memorial Day weekend for a long time, and then they all kind of just went away. So we ended up having Memorial Day weekend off the last few years. So I've been lucky enough to actually schedule a vacation that week, but that didn't happen this year. Unfortunately, we had to cancel that. So we'll be we'll be vacationing at home and having our anniversary at home. So <laughs> probably before I leave. So coming up here at I, let's get into I forty four now at at Lebanon um, three. If I'm not correct, you can kind of let us know, but I believe three of your touring series are going to be active for that event. Yeah, it'll actually be the point season opener for the Arca CRA Super Series and the Jags Tour. The street stocks are coming. We're doing it as a non-points race because that's a, that's a pretty good haul for those guys to go out there. So we don't want to force those guys to go, but uh, we've got a good mix of already of some guys. that Some of our top guys are going, and we've got some local guys too. they got some local street stocks that run there. So we think between the three, it's going to be a really awesome event. Now, Glenn, you talk about the three that are going, and yeah, I think that is going to be a very awesome event, and we're looking forward to that uh, as well, to get the things back underway. What do you foresee happening from here as we get into June? Obviously, CRA based out of Indianapolis and Indiana, they're starting to allow some open practices to happen. Uh, What are you hearing? What are you seeing? Where do you think you'll be after Lebanon is over? Well, we can officially, according to the governor's rulings, we can start racing the weekend of the 13th. So there, we're, Rick is still holding out at Anderson that we may get to race our sportsmen on June 6th. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if that's going to happen or not. There's some people, I know it's in different states, they're opening up some more stuff. He's kind of hoping that happens here in Indiana, that they kind of start opening up a little quicker. We go June 13th. We'll be at Anderson actually most of the month. Um, We'll be there June 13th with the Jags Tour in the Junior Late Models. That'll be the opening race, it looks like, for the Junior Late Models on June 13th. And we just announced uh, today that we're going to take the Flat Rock Super Series race. We're going to take it and back to Anderson. It'll be the makeup race for the Anderson race that actually got rescheduled. This will be the second time it's been rescheduled because of the stuff going on. But we hated not to go to, to Flat Rock, but talking with uh, Ron Drager and Scott Schultz, those guys, they, they just really don't have a good grasp as to when they're going to get to race. Yeah, and um, as far as Michigan goes, I mean, if there's a yes. little bit of light at the end of the tunnel, it is that uh, the northern part of the state has opened up. Uh, you know, we talked earlier in the show that Merritt Speedway is yep. uh, going to be racing on the dirt side this weekend. So hopefully there's a chance for, for some more tracks to open up in the Great Lakes area. I, and I think so. I, I think come July those guys are going to be okay. And we're lucky the rest of our Michigan races aren't till August. So I feel pretty good that, that we're going to be able to have all those events there. So, and then we got our last race in June is uh, June 27th will be our first four crown street stock race also at Anderson. So the good thing about that is, is it's close. Most of our officials are in that area, so they're not going to have to travel as far. They're not going to have to spend the night in hotels and go to restaurants and worry about trying to find a restaurant to eat at. So, you know, it's kind of it's kind of a saving grace to have Rick up there in Anderson booking the events the way he did for us. Now, Glenn, we've we've been watching the last couple of weeks, um, you know, on various uh, 
various platforms. Dirt racing has got underway. Uh, you know, you, you can watch on Dirt on Dirt and various platforms and, and right. really local racing. Um, you guys are right on the forefront there. Do you do you think that they're going to be watching, you know, maybe watching how you guys run this thing to see how it can be done? I think so. I mean, this is going to we're all we're, we are going to have fans at this event in Lebanon. They are going to let us. They're going to let us sell uh, thirteen hundred and fifty tickets to the grandstand. They have a pretty big grandstand there. Plus, they have something that's kind of unique. There's only a few racetracks that I know in the country. They have what they call the wild side, which is trackside vehicle parking. They got three tiers of that. And when we've been there and raced in the past, that was a pretty cool thing to see. They actually, before the race starts, they have these people turn their lights on in their cars and they kind of do a parade lap with them all flashing their their high beams and it's 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 pretty cool the way they get them fired up but they're going to let them do that plus the the, you know 1350 seats in the grandstand so they're expecting that there could they could sell at least 2,000 tickets for the race wow now are you going to be working with speed 51 is there going to be a pay-per-view broadcast available for this yes bob and uh, bob and them steve uh, bob and bob i'm sorry are working it out right now (laughs) my understanding is i'm sure yeah it'll be a pay-per-view event so which, you know, when we first came out with this, we were going to do the, the May 16th race. We were pretty pumped up about it. We knew the purse for a Super Series and was going to be our street stocks. Both of those purses are, are, you know, are pretty high. So we actually went out and rounded up in 24 hours about $12,000 in additional sponsorship wow. to help compensate for that. So we had a really good plan there, but it just kind of fell through. So it, it's, I think now there's, it's probably, you're probably not going to make as much money because it's getting more saturated as we go each weekend. There's more and more pay-per-view races. So there's not something I think you can lean on to really totally finance an event, but it'll definitely help help the event. It definitely helps with the finances because there's still a lot of people that aren't going to have the ability to go see a race in their hometown. So this gives them the opportunity to see some, some late, good late model racing and a good street stock race on that date. Well, and as far as late model racing goes, you mentioned uh, we're expecting some big late model names to go, right? We're, we're yep. looking at, uh, you know, uh, Steve Dore, who we had on the program last week, Travis Braden, friend of the program. Um, you know, are we looking at some Bubba Pollards making that trip as well? What are, what are you hearing right now? Is I know your entry form is available. Yeah, we've got we've got Bubba Pollard. He's, he sent us an entry in. We're, we actually tried to get him in early and tried to commit him because we told him we were up front with the guys. Look, we've only got so much pit space. So once we lose that pit space we're not going to be able to take entries anymore so we're still taking them brian campbell's coming uh michael simcoe from michigan a guard ch- last year's champion greg van Alst will be there the jack dossie the third he's coming chris davidson from texas josh brock i mean there's we're, we're, we're well represented with cra cars and some outside interest that, that's coming so we're, we're pretty pumped up right now we've got 20 supers and 20 jigs cars already entered Plus, we've got 14 street stocks coming, and we've got Chuck Mars Jr., who's won the last three races at Bristol. Brett Hudson, who's always fast and always a threat, and probably him and him and Chuck have got the best rivalry in our street stock division between those two guys. Plus, a bunch of local guys that are jumping on board. So we're pretty excited about the mix and the, and the quality of cars we've got going for all the races. And back to the Super Series, Rich, as we already know, before we uh, called up Glenn, uh, Jack Dawson III will be there as well to uh, see what he can do about uh, his sophomore season. So uh, yep. it's going to be a great show. Yep, and, and, we're and, really uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, and Glenn, I was just curious. You know, this isn't just so any everybody needs to be aware, and, and I'm assuming it's not that way at I-44. Um, 
you, you mentioned the reduced amount of fans, but uh, what does every, what does everybody need to expect? I'm sure there's some health and safety guidelines that you're required to enforce. Yeah, I mean, people are just, you're going to have to, you know, be social distance. I mean, we're going to ask all the competitors to stay in their pit area. Uh, we're limiting the crews to 10 people. They've got to going to have to send in a list of those 10 people next week. So that, that's all it's going to be allowed in the pits is, you know, what, what each crew, what each team brings with their crew. Uh, they're going to have stations, you know, they're going to have sanitary stations for people to have to keep washing their hands and have sanitizer. Uh, if they want to wear a mask, by all means, wear a mask. They're going to have limited concessions available. Um, all the track employees, I'm sure, will be, you know, all enforcing those type of rules. And in the grandstands, we're going to ask people also to be, you know, social distance yourselves. There's plenty of room there where you can spread out, you know, if your family and stuff, by all means, you can stay together. But, you know, keep make sure you keep, you know, keep separated. Keep that six feet difference between everybody. And, and Zach and I would like to know if you have, have restrictions on media showing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can we hitch a ride? <laughs> That's not a problem at all. You know, we'd always have you guys come. Awesome. Well, Glenn, and we should mention, too, if any fans are looking to make a weekend out of it, um, there is a Sunday rain date, is my understanding, if it's yes. needed. And so yep. there's that to fall back on. And pre-sale tickets are available right now. Yep, you can go on the, on our website. We actually have a link on our website, or you can go to Track Enterprises' website or the uh, Lebanon I-44 Speedway website. You can order them right online. And they're trying to get, you know, I'm not sure, you know, they want to sell them all. I'm not sure how long they'll all last. So if people want to go, I would go ahead and get them now. Well, Glenn, we appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. How exciting. We're excited for you, and I know you're excited for the drivers and the fans to be able to get back to racing. And uh, we appreciate you giving us an update, and we look forward to seeing how the event goes. Well, I appreciate you guys letting me be on and spreading the word for us. Thank you. Well, Rich, for the first time in a long time, we get a chance to close our show by looking ahead to some events that are going to happen within the state of Michigan. But before we get to that, I want to talk about a very cool event going on with the World of Outlaws coming up this Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Dry Dean saw a gap in the fact that Memorial Day weekend represents memorializing those who went before us to protect our freedoms and our rights in the country and major motorsports events. Obviously, the Indianapolis 500 not happening this coming weekend, but the World of Outlaws are. They are doubling down and pushing the Patriot spirit to Americans from coast to coast by hosting the Dry Dean Double Down Invitational, a two-state doubleheader featuring the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Jink Sprint Car Series and the World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Model Series. Both divisions will race. Friday and Saturday, May 22nd and 23rd, in a pair of first-ever events, backed by Dry Dean and broadcast on Dirt Vision. Sprint cars, they will feature a much-anticipated short track return to Federated Auto Parts Raceway at I-55 in Peebley, Missouri, while the Morton Building's late models make their series debut at Jackson Motorplex in Jackson, Minnesota. Um, and then, of course, true to the name of the weekend, Dry Dean is doubling down on the purse for Saturday night sprint car and late model events, making them both rich, a staggering... $20,000 to win after they were originally scheduled to be $10,000 to win shows. Uh, both races also will pay 1,000 big ones to start. Uh, Friday night's feature remains $6,000 to win and $700 to start. So a huge event going on uh, this weekend for the World of Outlaws. Very cool stuff. Um, looking forward to that. I've left the honor up to you, sir, to preview what's happening in the state of Michigan. Well, coming up this, you know, we heard it all today. We've gone through it on the show, and it's, I think we're all really excited, Zach. I don't think, we've never been so excited uh, for the start of a race season. 
I think in my lifetime, probably just because we've never dealt with this, but uh, Merritt Speedway, uh, you'll get all the details uh, Saturday and Sunday this weekend. Late models for sure both days. Uh, follow, check in on their website and their Facebook page to find out what else is going on. They'll list all the times. This is hours into it. And um, it's exciting, too, for Motor City Racing Promotions, who who is the co parent company for Horsepower Happenings. Their timing and scoring officials and their safety officials will be going. Maybe we can catch a shirt tail ride on that bus somehow. <laughs> I don't think there's any maybe about it, Zach. <laughs> I don't think there's any maybe about it. I know where I'm going to be on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, we'll, we'll have to, you know, get an invite from Mr. Blackmere, which I hope we'll get. But, uh, no, it'll be fun. Uh, fun to go up there. And, and really, we, this is our chance to show – uh, the officials in this state that our community can do things the right way. Our racing community. We always take care of people when they're down, when they have a problem, uh, our racetrack, you know, everybody takes care of them. It's now time to take care of ourselves and get our tracks open and no better way to show them, look, we can do this and we can do it right. Well, absolutely. And we're looking forward to that Saturday and Sunday. We should mention there was a possibility of doing something on Friday. Mike was worried about all the rain that we had. Um, so, uh, again, as Rich said, stay tuned to uh, Merritt Speedway's Facebook page or log on to MerrittSpeedwayMI.com for more information. For Rich France, for Scott Menlin, president of Motor City Racing Promotions and owner of uh, Horsepower Happenings, I'm Zach Heiser. Thanking you so much for tuning in tonight. And, Rich, for the first time in a very long time, we can say we hope to see your backside trackside this coming weekend so uh love it looking forward to seeing you hopefully at Merritt speedway stay safe stay healthy and we'll talk to you next week same time same place monday right here on horsepower happenings all right all right Ooh.